Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. You know who it is. That's right. Your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you again to another awesome episode of our Gaslight Scenario. You know, with all of our previous shows like Carrion Crown, Riders on the Storm, Dragon's Demand, uh, I always try to come up with some kind of a funny title for the episodes. And you know, it just never really struck me as something that I wanted to do with the Delta Green playthroughs because when we're playing Delta Green, well, it just brings a different kind of ambiance, like a darker mood, a more sinister urgency to the to the overall narrative of the gameplay, and I want to maintain that, but I kind of want to ask everybody what they think about that, you know, do you want us to actually name these things in the future going forward, or even for our new AP, which we're starting to, to prepare for, which is Blood Lords for Pathfinder 2E, I think I'm going to keep it just episode 1, episode 2, episode 3, but for the Delta Greens, I'll keep them parts 1, 2, 3, 4, I, I just, I like that kind of distinguishing aspects about that like I said if uh, if you guys out there have a different opinion write in let, let me know uh, more than happy to field all suggestions hit me up at roll the hard 20 podcast at gmail.com don't forget like us on all of our social media footprints that we have out there we've got our YouTube channel which is growing little by little by little uh, it's over at roll the hard 20 and don't forget Leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. It really does help. But I think that we're, we're finally starting to get a lot more word of mouth and a lot more people are starting to get familiar with this. Who would have thought it's only been a couple of years, right? But that being said, we still need everybody's help out there. All you hard slingers out there, my fellow slingers in the wild, please continue to pass on that word of mouth. Give us that, that good stamp of approval. You know, that, hey, this is something that you all need to check out. Why? Because I check it out. Give me that phone. Give me that damn thing. Let me let me subscribe to the show right now. Let me leave them that five-star rating. Anyways, enough with me rambling on. Why don't we just warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents our homebrew Delta Green scenario, Gaslight, Part 2. stuff up but then later i can go back and search it or we can search it yeah i i should do the same i told you um on one of our games that i stopped taking notes because of my uh character it's dempsey he's got like an eight intelligence i'm like he wouldn't know he wouldn't be smart enough to remember all this stuff anyways but (laughs) i play I, i play a warlock that's got an 18 intelligence it's a different build and I, for that, I take extensive notes because he's supposed to be so super smart. That's incredible. That's that's actually really good. Yeah, I mean that's really RPing that that character. Bringing RP to the to the table. Like I swear, it's not laziness. It's just I really think he's stupid. So, like he barely can remember all you guys' names. So, Chris, how are you liking the system? You're this saying is, it's a little different. This is really different. Um, I think for me, the, the amount of detail or details that you have to, to make note of 
is far greater than anything we've done up to this point. Yeah. And I, I always think that, uh, like usually when you get the, get the mission or the operation or the opera, whatever you want to call it, there's usually a set of parameters that define what your mission statement is. That's, that's way how I view them. I know like some of the scenarios are pretty vague about that. They don't really tell you certain things like the, the published ones. But I always think that if the agents go in with some kind of an understanding of what they're supposed to do, then they could stay on track. You're not railroading them. You give them the, the sandbox as long as they're picking up the stuff that they need to do. Because nothing worse than you go through the whole scenario and you realize, oh, you know what? I, I never really got whatever. What were we supposed to do again? You know, what are we here for? So as long as you give them uh, parameters to, you know, these goals that they have to achieve, then I think that it makes things a little smoother for the players. I see yeah. it like it's almost like Grand Theft Auto where like we're going to have this map and now we know, OK, there's a medical examiner. There's this, this, this. So as you look at that map, it's like, oh, you can drive to this spot. And when you get there, you interact with this person. And it's like we we build the cut scene through our things. But that's like, OK, then we get this mission. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that that's couldn't couldn't describe it any other way than other side quests and stuff that take place within this gta world basically so i also um I like chris um how do you like i know when i first started playing this i had heard other people play games like this and delta green and it's almost like when you bring that role play together where you're it's almost like mutual world world building because brian has given us okay we're at the funeral parlor and it's like between you and i it's like oh well maybe i pick this up or like i see a trash can in the corner my start my guy starts puking into it and it's like he's uh, you know we have that back and forth where we're um we're both building into the world where he didn't say you see a trash can but you can just kind of bring it in there yeah it's almost that's exactly true i think a lot of times i think you guys even did stuff in deep waters that that i started I think I said I had like two sentences for the last episode and I just set it off to the side once we reach once we achieved that and a lot of the other stuff was very fluid with with how you came across the the main bad guy and the alien and everything else that went on uh we were just we were building the whole story together at the end you know mm -hmm. what he would do what you would do what they would do you know the helicopter coming in which I knew was coming in anyways but but other things that were going on spoilers yeah, if you haven't listened to it by now, you got to get your asses out there, man. Deep waters. I actually enjoyed running that. I had a really good time with it. Deep but, throat. No. Yeah. So without giving too much of a, of a full-blown summary rundown, this uh, officer, Labouf, came to pick the two of you up to take you out to the latest crime scene. Apparently there's been another disastrous uh, carnage site of murder. Um, and that's what he said. He's, he's there to set you guys going. Sorry to, to see you hit the ground running, but, uh, the development that brought me here to pick you up, uh, Lieutenant Fontenot wanted me to take you out to the latest crime scene. And Ramirez, it seems, uh, seems I already know that we're here. I think we can probably scratch it off our list that we got to let them uh, know that we're here under some official capacity. Well, I he agree. probably knows who you guys are. At at some point, he he knew who you guys were coming off the plane already. Yeah, understood. But the you had mentioned that that we needed to let NOPD 
know that we were here so that we yeah. were pissing on them, but it sounds like they already know we're here. Yeah, and he's taken you to the crime scene. Most likely, Lieutenant Fontenot's already there, and he's the guy that's honcho on the task force. He's probably going to want to be the guy that you're going to go and, and interface with at some point. So. Okay. All right. I think um, as we follow this guy, or if we start following this guy, Ramirez will still, like, catch Rice's eyes, and he's still, like, keep your eyes on him. Because this is... It's it's still like that paranoia. Like we don't know what this guy's leading us into. Yeah. If you follow me, please. I got the I got the squad car right out front here. Ramirez he doesn't like you. hand him hand him his bag. <laughs> oh, sorry, misread that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You did misread that, Agent. I'm uh, I'm not that kind of a man. Uh, I'm married. Thank you. He's like, and he leads you through the rest of the terminal to a cruiser that's parked outside. This is uh, one of you can ride up front with me, or you both could ride in the back. I don't know how you, how you two gentlemen, want to play this. You want the front? Is this officer? Is he dressed like, uh, like I'd expect for a, a local? Yeah, blue local shirt, uh, black pants, got the star on his chest, nameplate. You know, body cam. Cam. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't do him. He's not doing body cam. 2017. But he does. He's like a blue and white or blue, you know, blue yeah. uniform. Yeah, he's he not like leads you out to what appears to be an official squad car. So appears to be official, or well, uh, that's that's how you would envision them to look. In other <laughs> words, it's not like somebody went out with a rattle can and, and painted a star on the side and you know rollered the fenders, you know, different colors. It's it like looks... a Caprice with like Louisiana plates and does yeah, it have exactly. like, uh, like, like a Chevy bar Caprice. And stuff? Yeah, everything you see, you see the partition in the back and stuff. So it looks it looks totally legit from yeah. our vantage. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting a van that said free candy. <laughs> um I'll I'm ready. Hey Ramirez, uh Thank you, I'll... Ramirez. <laughs> hey Ramirez, I'm gonna sit in front. Uh the the back is probably a little small for my stature. I got you. So he'll jo- he's like not the first time and gets in the back. So, hang on, I actually got a... Did I send that picture to all of you guys? Or no, I didn't. Ramirez is going to look at Rice's hand. Is Rice married? You got a wedding ring on there? Or a little... Uh, a little, not. Like a little tan line? Takes it married off when he goes out of town. Nope. He is not. Married to my taxidermy dog. He's married to the job. So it, 35 too. It mm. takes about 30 minutes to get out of the airport and reach the city proper. And the cruiser makes its way through the city as Officer LaBeouf says, you know, we'll be heading into the, the Bywater District. Now, I just sent you two a, each a map of the districts of New Orleans. Thank okay. you, Officer. Uh, within minutes, he turns down Burgundy Street and stops, and you see the street is just plugged with onlookers. Cool. He double blasts the siren, boop, boop, and you start seeing people clearing out of the way. Some of them are in news vans. Some of them are just pedestrians that happen to come out of the local bars or stores or whatever. And he brings the cruiser within 20 feet of the the common yellow and black crime ribbon that usually cordons off a particular area. And he gestures towards one of the plainclothes individuals on the other side. He says, that's, uh, that's Lieutenant Fontenot. He's the one who's instructed me to collect you all. 
And where where are we at now in relation to um, you know the city? I just said it, you slob. I didn't hear. <laughs> that's why I'm asking again. You're in the, you're in the Bywater district. Bywater. Okay, thank yeah. you. Make me go back and reread my notes. Bad enough, I got to do this accent. So you'll see it's on the right on the bend of the Mississippi River there. Okay. That's uh, the Algiers is right across the street, right across the waterline from you. Catfish on the table. Okay. Um, so I, I get out of the vehicle. Um, I'll walk up to Fontenot. Hey, uh, Lieutenant Fontenot, Rice, what's yeah, when, uh, what's the story here? When he sees you two approaching him, uh, he looks as though, well, I didn't realize a few dead bodies warranted so many of you federal boys. Ramirez is still struggling to get out of the back, so the dude has to, the officer has to let him out. And he's like, oh, thank you. And comes over. You want to tell me why it requires so many people to be here from the federal federal government? What's going on with all that? It's just just two of us here. I, I don't understand what you mean by uh, all these people, but... Uh, I'm just... indicating the four other members of your team that arrived here just a few hours ago. Uh, who, who were they? Above our pay grade, sir. We just he go looks, he looks around the, the crime scene, back and forth. And they were just standing here just a few moments ago. Um, four men dressed very similar suits, badges, and all that stuff. I, uh, Must have been B squad or C squad. No, these guys Typical. were definitely Alpha squad. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, uh, am I going to have to fill you boys in again, or are you going to get together with those guys later on, and they're going to fill you in? What's going on? Because I, I, I got to clear out the sidewalk here. I can't leave this corpse sitting out here all this whole time. We apologize for your time. Ramirez is going to try to, like, just jump right in and make friends with this guy. You know, hey, we appreciate you being on the scene. Um, sorry, I know, and I know you've already said everything. You probably said it multiple times. We are going to uh, reconfigure with them later. And um, we'll, you know, we're going to have to see what we see. But we haven't had time to communicate with that team. If, if you wouldn't mind, please. Just if you, if you could run us through it one more time, please. Yeah, make a persuasion check. A persuade check. Wade. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Fuck me. Uh, that's an 80 over 62. He looks at you rather dubiously and says, all right, well, look, just get with your boys later on tonight. And so make sure you are all on the same page. So I don't got to keep repeating myself like I got to do right now. Uh, Piers, this is a, probably our fifth body in four weeks, all killed in the same manner. Uh, he gestures towards a tarp that seems to be covering a lump in the sidewalk. He's all they all been killed the same way, a way I ain't ever seen before. Uh, when did this know, happen? He looks at his watch about an hour ago. Hey, LaBeouf, I thought you were supposed to tell these guys, these feds here, what happened. I'm sorry, boss. I tried, you know, I did do. And he just kind of waves him off. That's why you're always going to be in uniform. You ain't never going to wear a shirt like this. You ain't never going to be the man. Get back and keep these civvies out of the way. He's all, look, uh, go ahead and have a look for yourself under the top. I think it'll start explaining everything. The level of, of, carnage that's starting to run rampant through my districts here i gotta start getting this under control we got limited time because if this is happening within 24 hours then the 
who knows i mean this this cycle is already ramping it up it went from being one every week to now one a day and he just he gestures towards the tarp i i lean into ramirez and say uh maybe maybe i should take a look uh, under the tarp you you looked a little pinked uh, in that video earlier i, I do it kind of under my under my breath so the lieutenant can't hear it and i'm like you good with that ramirez yeah ramirez is like sure sure suit yourself and he pulls out a little recorder like a, a voice recorder and he just you start here like pertinent details and he's like time of day uh louisiana the name of the district we're in he starts just like you know the the medical investigator kind of jargon you hear so. and he you see him just kind of crosses his arms as he watches you rice head on over there and and lift up the tarp and you see underneath it appears to be the body of a woman, but the gender is only made positive by the torso's breasts and attire that she's wearing. Uh, above the shoulders, her neck looks like an open skyrocket that's been blown, just basically blown at stack. You see shredded skin that's been peeled back like the petals of a flower, leaving her spine and esophagus just exposed. And I need you to make a sanity save. All right. Um, that's a 35 under 70. Under 70? You take one point of sanity damage. It, it's not something you would ever get used to seeing, although you've seen a lot of things in the ATF. You've seen informants that have been mutilated, most likely by the opposition. You know, hands that have been severed, people's faces that have been peeled back off their skull, uh, you know, in their, in their, their ways of dealing with other people that commit crimes against their own syndicate and whatnot but you just it's not something you ever get used to you just swallow hard sweat profusely well uh the uh, medical examiner should be here shortly and it'll take her back to his office in the meantime i would almost say why don't the two of you accompany me back to the bullpen back to the precinct and we'll uh We'll kind of compare notes. I'll let you go over it so that you can get with your boys later on. Because the last thing I want to do, like I said, is go over this once and then go over it again. Like my daddy said, don't ever repeat yourself to people that ain't worth your time. So make it worth my time, please. Maris is like, that's a great idea. How about you give us a second to actually investigate this thing? Thank you. And he like turns his back on the guy and walks over. He's almost like mm -hmm. standing back, like, yeah. but he, but with a sense of respect, mm -hmm. you know, you you almost get the feeling that uh, he was he's trying to push the envelope to see what he can do, mm -hmm. before realizing that maybe you guys already know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, Ramirez will uh, uh, step over to the body too, and he wants to start looking at pertinent details. So, did she have beads on? Was it the same lady from the? the video no in, in fact that oh. video was taken uh the day before mm -hmm. and it's it's a completely different Never. from what you could tell like the the shape of the the torso and everything it's not the same person um personal effects um taken in what she's wearing wedding ring um, she's got a wedding ring nails. on mm -hmm. you've got a you see she's wearing like a, a red dress with small white and yellow flowers all about it but basically the top part of the dress is just completely missing. 
the whole shoulders and above is just gone. In fact, why don't you make an a uh, an invest? Uh, actually, do a forensics check. No, I don't remember, have forensics. It, oh, I was gonna say, remember, if you don't have it, mm -hmm. then you can't roll in it. I'm not yeah, sure you... what I'm looking for. I guess just ID. If she has a purse, that'd be one step. I don't know if they've already taken that away, but make an alertness, both of you. Yeah, I got a 70 over 40. 3,550. Damn, son. Bryce, as you're watching Ramirez go check out this body under the, under the tarp, are you under the under, looking at the tarp as well? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You know, I need for you to make a sanity yeah. check as well. Come on, come on, come on. Chris, make sure you're when you do fail one of these checks, eventually you mark it because if you get three, you can roll and uh, up your skill points. Yeah, because you get adapted, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. On failures. On failures. Yeah. Ooh. For violence yeah. and helplessness, I think. 72 over 63. You take four points of sanity. I mean, you, as you slide in where Rice was at and pull the tarp back, you're just kind of looking at her, at her hands and her and her dress. And as you slowly work your way up to this macabre visage of mm -hmm. just shredded skin and tissue and, and bone exposed from the vertebrae and everything, you're just like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. you know, it's all you could do to look back down at the body proper. At the, at the portions that weren't damaged. You're trying to look, you know, put your mind someplace else, like the fingernails and the ring, the fact she's got a wedding ring on her hand. You know, the fact that she's, you know, had her toenails painted and stuff. And Rice, as you're watching him do this, you see him kind of get a little pale in the face and you kind of look away too because you don't want to have to deal with that. And you notice there's a man sitting off to the side. He's sitting on the on the steps of, of the curb, you know, right next to the street. And you see a couple of cops sitting bit you know standing beside him and they kind of got a blanket over him and the guy's just he looks like he's in shock at this point you can tell mm -hmm. that he's got a wedding ring on to it and he's just he's kind of like just rocking back and forth he, every question they kind of ask him whether it's a couple sentences long he's just giving grunt answers yeah uh, uh, well. he's just completely out of it I walk over to uh, the officers that have the blanket on this gentleman and uh, say, sir, sir, is this, is this somebody that you know? He looks up and you see one of the officers say, it's okay, Mr. James, he's with us. You could, you could talk to him. Would you feel more comfortable talking to him? And he looks up and he's like, oh, who, who are you? Well, is, is Tiffany going to be okay? Can, can we go home, back to the hotel now? Can, can you get her up so we can go back? Uh, Mr. James, I don't, I don't think that's uh, probably going to be uh, doable here. Can you tell me what, what happened here? Well, she could probably tell you better than, than I can. I, I was, I, I really wasn't paying attention. We were just, we were, we were walking down the street and I don't know something just got in our way this I I can't even describe what I what I saw oh my god oh Tiffany <sighs> he, he's, he's like starts sweating and you just see him hurl right at his feet 
And one of the officers hands him a bottle of water and it's, it's all right, Mr. James. It, it's okay. It'll be all right. It's like, oh my God, it's not going to be all right. What was that thing? What was that thing? I was going to say as, uh, you know, Ramirez kind of comes out of his thing and he sees that going on. Um, maybe before the guy gives him the water, he can like get in there and kind of use it as a way to like, like, like insert himself in the scene and, um, maybe offer the guy the water and then like a cigarette if, if he would smoke it or whatever, just to kind of like get in there and assist rice. You see him look up at you, looking up at rice, looking up at the officers. It's almost like he's every second he's seeing you guys for the first time, you know, he'll, he'll look at rice and then he'll look at Ramirez. And it's like the first time he's seen Ramirez. And then you look at it, at the officer. First time he's seen the officer back to rice. It's like the first time he's seen rice. And it's just, you see that his brain is just completely shorting to ground at this point. Just, just blipped out. Blip. He's like, Miss, he, Miss, Mr. James, uh, I believe you may be in shock, so uh, you may not be processing this 100%. Have Tiffany, you eaten anything? He, he looked, points at the at the throw up in the mm -hmm. gutter. Just just the, that. That's all I've had. Just a, a burger from the, the, the shack. What? Where am I at? What happened? He sees you smoking a cigarette that you lit. He takes it from you and just kind of starts smoking a cigarette. Is he sitting? He's, he's like, sitting down on the curb, yeah. And he, okay, okay. You see him starting to, to catch his breath a little. You know, just basically sucking this smoke down to the budget. <sighs> starting to to come back, come back around a little. Oh my God, Tiffany. Oh my. Oh. And he's just, he's just holding his head completely uncertain what to do he looks at the two of you and you see his eyes kind of get back into focus again he's, I don't know what I'm going to do what happened what the hell happened to my wife we're hoping you could tell us hey officers could you, could you give Mr. James a little bit of room here give us an opportunity for my partner here and I just to talk to Mr. James you know with, with the, just two of us here they look. They look at you, and they they look over at the lieutenant, and he's been watching the whole the whole thing. He he kind of nods at the the two officers, and they they back up about ten feet or so, give you guys the room to just be with him. So I'll I'll sit down next to Mr. James, on the uh, on the concrete there. Same. Say, uh, Mr. James, can can you tell us anything about? I, I know that this seems this is very traumatic, but can you tell us anything about what? leading up to what just happened here just take a deep breath take your time just kind of recount you know what happened well, tiffany and I, we woke up and uh started getting ready gonna make a day of it decided we were gonna do a little window shopping you from the area no no i'm from arizona we're just we're just out here on vacation we heard a lot of great things about this place and uh so one of our things that we always wanted to do was go to New Orleans, get some beads, have some Mardi Gras drinks, get our, you know, hey, we, went, we went and got yeah. our fortune read. Um, okay. Saw like a street peddler individual. Um, he, he read our future. Said some odd stuff about, and uh, he's some kind of doom and gloom 
guy and we just kind of laughed it off paid him his money and went and got something to eat we were leaving the the restaurant and next thing i know is the whole sky just like got wavy almost like silverish and then something was just standing right in front of us right in front of tiffany and just it's hard to imagine but it was just like a large mouth like an individual whose entire head was a mouth and it just leaned forward and it blipped out and then I'm holding my wife's hand and she just fell and I I don't even know how long ago that was can you tell us any more about this this person that you talked to that you gave money to if we could rewind a little bit he was just some street performer like we've seen the whole time I mean there's a lot of people here that are playing games of chance you can buy street booze people want to read your palm people do you want to remember tell your future. where where you were exactly when you saw this person was it in a shop or was it just set up on the side it was just was set it? up on a sidewalk uh his name was doc doc doll something like that doc randall yeah that might doc be it uh, uh, he had like a large mm -hmm. top black top hat and, and necklace of beads and stuff it, Ironically, though, he didn't look like he was doing very well. He looked like, I don't know. I don't even know. He's just, I think she felt sorry for him, and he really wasn't pushing, you know? A lot of these street vendors, they, they're very aggressive with wanting to ply their wares. They want you to, to, to give them the business. But this guy was just standing there with a, a sign, some, like, future... I'll read your future, know your future, something like that. And I think it said like 20 bucks and he was just standing there. He wasn't promiscuous. He wasn't pushy. And she's like, said, that's the kind of person that I would do business with somebody who wasn't begging all the time. And I know this may seem inconsequential, but is there anything else you could tell us about the location? If we say we had some questions for this person i know it may seem inconsequential could you point us in the direction where we could find this person it couldn't have been more than 50 yards up up the street on one of the corners um he looks back and you can see that there's there's still crowds of people even though that they've been pushed back by the police uh all it really did was make it more congested of a wall of people so you really can't see through them mm -hmm. he just says uh, maybe 50 75 yards up the road to the north or whatever that is west I, I i can't even tell you know it's so gloomy here it's hard to tell sometimes you know rain sprinkles sunshine but it was it was just up this road um he was just standing on the corner i think the whole time mr james is talking romeo is very encouraging and he's nodding along at the right parts and encouraging him uh-huh yeah new orleans tourists it's a good city yeah you know it's interesting and he just kind of he leans his head back and catches rice's eye and he's like any other questions 
you know he's tr he's trying to see if, if you have any other questions because he wants to go after this dude a good city this city killed the love of my life and he starts getting irate and you see the the, the two officers start coming back it's all right mr james we're, you're with us we're, we're gonna take care of you agents if you don't have any more questions for, for mr james we'd like to take him to the to the hospital now get him checked over yeah i think that would probably be best uh with with this uh victim's current state of shock yeah, thank you thank you so much mr james and during the time you guys were talking an ambulance had pulled up so they they escort him over to the ambulance and you know load him in they get into the back with him and they slowly start taking off and as they're as the ambulance leaves and vacates a spot you see a like a station wagon come in that has medical examiner on the side of the door and you see this individual get out kind of a stout looking dude you know real short balding with a comb over and he starts making his way over to the yellow tarp and pulls it back you know, goes back to his his vehicle, takes out a bag with with a camera and stuff, and you know, he starts taking pictures. You see him pull out like a long thermometer out of it and start taking temperatures on the body and everything, and start going over what he's doing. Does this person have any sort of badge? Can we tell if it's the uh, Levin Brizard? Uh, he probably doesn't have a badge on him, and I don't think the medical examiner wood mm -hmm. they're kind of like plain clothes cops like us. yeah very very plain clothes you know just like shirt slacks sleeves rolled up especially in the humidity stuff you know upper upper shirt opened up you could see fellow wife beater ramirez i think yeah right oh, he looks good now <laughs> um he probably has taken the sweater off to agents uh you know suggestion but he's i think we can talk kind of openly we're not gonna like shout it but um, Ramirez is just like, all right, well, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to go try to find this doctor or do you want to stay around and talk to the, uh, medical examiner? Or... Yeah, think... Ramirez, I, I think we've got, uh, you know, we've got to talk to this examiner at some point. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I understand that Mr. James has given us a potential location, but also he wasn't real clear whether it was 50 yards to the North or the East. I, I think we need to talk to the examiner. He's here now, and chances are that who we're looking for, this Doc Randall, he's probably long gone. Mm -hmm. And that us just spending a few moments talking to the examiner isn't going to keep us from finding Doc. Well, and I think we could also probably kind of like go into maybe some of these shops and like get a coffee and just ask, hey, we heard about this. Have you seen this person? So if we need help finding it, we could kind of like corrals a little bit and uh maybe the local people would help us find him yeah that's a good idea ramirez I, I think that there's probably enough people around here that uh, may have seen something that we can come back here after you know 10 15 20 minutes sure so, um, so let's go yeah. let's go talk to the what looks like the metal ex medical examiner mm -hmm. so ramirez like lights another cigarette and he's just like lead the way so we'll, we'll head on over to uh, metal, medical examiner at this point. Yeah, and you see that he's given directions to a few of the other officers to to get the body onto a gurney that's at the that's at the ground level and stuff. 
He looks over as he sees the two of you coming over, and you notice immediately he's got this ruddy complexion. And uh, he looks at the two of you and says, uh, Yeah, what can I do for you two? You guys, you guys need something? What, um, what's, what's the problem here? Uh, Rice, uh, we're we're assisting with the investigation here with uh, NOPD. Rice, what does that mean? What if I drop my Ramirez phone flashed, in water? What does that mean? Flashes a badge, FBI. Oh, more Just of the a few questions, please. Sure, sure. What kind of questions would you like me to answer for you two agents? So I understand that there's been four other deaths here recently. Um, is are yes, they similar has. in similar in nature here to, to what you see with this particular victim? Well, this right here would be body number five in four weeks. They all look identical. They're all missing their heads and the upper part of their necks. As he's explained this, I want that both of you make an alertness check. Damn. Didn't get it. Yeah, 92 over 50. 92. He continues to, to go on and on. He's like, you know, in all my years, I ain't never seen anything like this. I don't think anybody's ever seen anything like this. What is it you want me to, to say? We're just asking questions. I don't. I don't quite understand why you're being so defensive with us. We're we're trying to assist here, and Be you're being kind of aggressive. Because, I'm sorry, agents. I just get a little frustrated when something like this happens, and it just defies any type of fucking logic. You know, he's starting to get a little agitated just with sheer frustration. Ramirez is like, we, we don't want to take up any more of your time. We know you're a very busy individual. Obviously, this is high priority. Um, we, all of all of them have lost their heads. Is this conclusive with high-powered rifle shots? Is there any sort of... I know it's it's nothing you've seen before, but if, if you had to compare it to anything, could, could you make any sort of judgment as to what, what is happening to these people? Mm. This is not the result of a high-powered rifle. The necks in the skin have been flayed back, shredded back. I've been doing this for almost 12 years, eight here in New Orleans, and I've never seen anything like this in my life. Ever. I don't know anybody who could swear on a stack of Bibles that they've ever seen something like this before. I've got four other individuals at my office right now in freezers. And the only thing that they all have in common with one another is they all have died from a very similar set of circumstances. They're from different walks of life. They're different ages. They're different genders. None of it makes any sense. The only thing is their wounds. Their mortal wounds, I will add. You should come by the office and see what I'm talking about. Ramirez is like, um, are you in fact Dr. Broussard? Yes, I am. Agent Ramirez, thank you. You're welcome. And he shakes your hand. He's like, 
Look, boys, I don't mean to be irritated. I just don't understand. It's like an epidemic. First it was one a week, now it's one every day. When's the other shoe gonna drop? Has it already dropped? Is this the last one? I've got people that are scared. We got people from the the local newspaper, the Orleans Strip, coming over, asking me questions every day. They're gonna be in my office again today. And I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers for them. I don't have answers for Lieutenant Fontenot. And unfortunately, I don't have answers for you guys. I look over to Ramirez and just kind of do a, a kind of a head flick, like, yeah, let's move along. This guy's not going to give us anything. If I could ask one more question, Doctor. From your examination, could you ascertain was the damage internal or external? Did it go from the outside in or from the inside out? It was from the outside in. Outside in. Okay. Uh, I know. Imagine. Mm -hmm. And he holds both of his hands together almost like he's going to clap his fingertips together. Mm -hmm. Almost so it looks like, like a large gaping maw. And he's. Imagine somebody put their head between your fingers and they close their fingers and shredded your head and your neck off. That's what this looks like to me. It's like, thank you for that. Um, I know as, as you know, time consuming as this is, the only way we can get to the bottom of whatever is going on is investigating it. And that's, you know, we just have to go step by step by step. So thank you for that. Well, you boys keep in touch if you need something or if you come up with something that could help me pin a cause of death because right now i'm gonna have five open reports that i can't close other than to say undetermined we'll be in touch he looks away he doesn't say anything else he gestures for the two officers to load the the gurney into the back of the the wagon and he starts making his way over to load it up you think rice it seems like we got a cereal something going around eating people's heads sure seems like it based on what the, the examiner is telling us they all died sounds like the same way and they all seem to be based on on this particular victim and the information we just got they all seem to be tied to this doc randall I think before we go any further, and then he's going to say this outside of where the other cops can hear. He's like, it, it might be a good idea to um, pick up a piece. Yeah, this uh, this seems this seems like uh, we're dealing with something that that's violent in nature. Mm -hmm. We need to take uh, certain per precautions for ourselves. I don't know. Do you think we should check in with Heisenberg? Um, it probably support. Yeah, give him a status report. Yeah, and see if there's a opportunity for us to uh, get get some equipment that we need to protect sure. ourselves. Maybe we um, look around and try to find this Doc Randall, and before we approach, um, we can 
do that. That way we're not walking in naked. I don't want to be walking out of that bathroom with just my penis in my hand. <laughs> Whoa. I don't want my brother to be yes. walking out of the... Just a dick in the... Hey, respect for James Caan. He died like two days ago oh. as we're recording this. So. <clears throat> Polly Walnuts too, baby. I heard that, man. Yeah, oh. so sad Taking stuff. out all the golden boys. Didn't, uh, what's his name from Goodfellas, too? Uh, uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta, yeah. A bad, bad year for the Goodfellas. You know, I want to say this as far as Ray Liotta is concerned. Uh, when we were in Hawaii, we went to go see the manta rays swim. They're like, yeah, you know, if you see a manta ray, you know, name it. So I said, I'll name this one Manta Ray Liotta. He died that night. Why'd you have to do him like that, man? I don't know. I feel horrible. I would like to think that I helped his memory live on. You're going to get a cease and desist from his family, brother. <laughs> That's your Delta green tie-in right there. So what did you guys want to do? You got to contact hey, Eisenberg? Yeah, Ramirez, you? you want to make that call? I mean, the mm. time is of the essence here. The clocks, we're on the clock. Sure. So he has that cell phone. Uh, he'll walk, you know, over to the corner or whatever and uh, call the one number for Heisenberg. It rings once and is immediately picked up. Hey, boss. Just wanted to check in, give you a status report. We're on the street in New Orleans. Um, you probably already know this, but they picked us up for a uh, fifth body. No, I didn't know that yet. Hasn't come across my desk. Uh, female civilians been uh, executed, if you want to say that, in the same way as the other four. Um, We've spoken with her husband, spoken with the examiner. We made contact with uh, Lieutenant Fontenot. Um, we're running down uh, Doc Randall. Just want to keep you abreast of what's happening. Okay. So you haven't found Schaefer yet then, right? Not yet. We have a lead on him. Okay. Well, keep me in the loop. Let me know. We may need some uh, artillery. Um, is there something in the in the area we could access or somebody um maybe one of these contacts we could talk to you think give me just a moment to check something out in the background you hear some keyboard tapping it's like okay uh looks like we have a a green box that's maybe about 15 miles west of your current location appears to be housed in the walk-in refrigerator of a long closed Bob's big boy. Nice. Um, it's up to you to make the trip, figure out how you're going to get there. Should let you know though. I, from what I see in the report, it doesn't look like it's been serviced in quite some time. So I can't be 100% certain what the inventory of it is. Anything will help. Okay. I want to text you the address. A few well, moments um, later, you hear bing, come across your flip phone. And, um, yeah, uh, Ramirez just provides him with all the pertinent details just so he understands that we're still, you know, running this thing down. Yeah, and he kind of gets the gist that you haven't tracked down Schaefer. Otherwise, the call probably would have gone different. Mm -hmm. But just knowing that you're looking for some kind of material support that mm -hmm. you're probably on the trail of, of finding 
or getting closer to him like you're you're starting to to get a bearing a direction of of where to go let me ask you something uh, you said that that a fifth body showed up so technically that's five civilians plus the four from the the team that was sent to take him out that's nine people in just over a month mm-hmm but this isn't slowing down. If anything, this seems to be ramping up. That is correct. What's local law enforcement like? Dicks, as usual. Uh, that's that's just because they're worried you're going to take over the case or when it gets solved, you're going to take credit for it. That's typical. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Are they receptive, though, of, of insight? It seems like they're listening pretty well. Okay. Like I said, try not to piss them off, but if push comes to shove, it's not like you're going to be spending the rest of your lives there. You've got to get the job done, get those dossiers back, and get the materials back to the curator. We received a notice of a second team on on here, too. Uh, You know anything about another team? They said someone else was already out here, that we were like the the second team on on the location. Is this going to be another situation like what we had on the boat? I didn't send that crew that was on the boat out there, and I think that the circumstances are completely different. That was mm-hmm. more of a recovery from what I understood. As far as a second team being out there right now, I'm completely unaware of anybody else other than you two having been sent out there. We're going to try to run that down too and see who else is out here investigating this thing. But, you know, my first instinct was it maybe something else. But um, that's a, a peculiarity that um, well, we just want to make you abreast of. Were either of you able to actually see the latest body? Yes, I'm still coughing up uh, puke on that one. It's disgusting. Can you give me an idea what it looked like? And he just describes the carnage, you know, as he's doing. He's like, <laughs> and then uh, above the neck is... <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a lengthy pause on his end, and he comes back. All right, just uh, get Schaefer and get this handle. Let's get let's get you boys back. He does a reverse text to Heisenberg of the picture, like he's texting me, so now I'm texting him. And it the text comes back undelivered. Ah, shit. Okay. 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 Handle it on your end. Call me with an update out and you just hear his line go dead Ramirez walks around the corner to rice and he's just like coffee <laughs> well, what, what happened with the with the call and he what just tells him okay yeah. so yeah you know spoke with him da 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 it gives him the details about the green box um, we may be able to suit up who knows what's actually there he has no idea who this other second team is so that's highly suspicious yeah, that, that second team's got me a little spooked. I don't know how to approach that with the uh, the locals, you know, like, I don't, without giving them too much information, um, it's better to keep these people a little bit in the dark as to what's going on, obviously. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think at this point, they're on a need to know. Sure. They don't need to know we that, that we have this information about the second team. Hey, what do you think about us uh, talking to Lieutenant? see about getting a car that we can use get to this location is that normal 
and I don't know if this is me asking for Ramirez or like that. Like, do you think the local cops would give FBI guys? Like, could we just like take their shit? I don't think you could take it without requisitioning it. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe you might be able to persuade them in some way, have have some kind of a rapport to try to convince them, because that's basically what you'd have to do. Short of like, you know, having the guy give us a ride 15 miles. Um, yeah, I'd like to try a persuade check to see if the, the guy would let us take it. Like, yeah, we got to go run down something else. Um, you know, can we take one of these vehicles? You see Fontenot's over there basically dealing with the cleanup crew, getting the stuff handled, and you see that he's starting to put his own uh, equipment mm. back in his uh, unmarked car. And he notices you two guys eyeballing him and, and I'm assuming making your way towards him. What's your persuade there, Corbin? It's uh, 50%. You got a 50, I got a 62. Is it like, I know you're an ATF guy. I, and I think Ramirez is kind of picking that up. He's like, give me, give me a little bit of verbiage here, man. Like, give me just enough to be dangerous so that he can go up and kind of talk this guy's language. Like, yeah, you know, we got to check out a PC 375 over on a JL 11. Like, I want to be able to say, so, you know, you don't have to tell me, but like, is there a way that Chris can give me something through his character that I could then use to persuade the dude? He could try a luck roll and see if any information that any advice that he can give you. So go ahead and make your luck roll, Chris. D20, right? Yeah. Natural 20. 10 or higher for a high number. Is that five? It's a five. Yeah, he's basically unfamiliar with this, with the law here. Now I have um, a 50. Not that the the law would have anything to do with it, but like to deal with the people here. He's he's more dealing with the criminal elements and, and undercover stuff like that. Rather than going against some, you know, dealing with some kind of local law enforcement saying, you know, you'd almost have to come up with something creative on your own. Yeah, I just feel like like if there was a way because he's got like a heavy bureaucracy background, if Ramirez could somehow like just use that. But I'll just go with persuade. I don't know if there's a way to like combine skills. Well, it'd be something under your communication skills, which would be like uh, persuade would be one way to do it. Trying to look at something else. That's psychology, Maybe. but that's not as good. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's psychotherapy, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that when the guy was kind of like, "Yeah, we'll go back to the bullpen," and Ramirez was like, "No, nah, I don't think so." What uh, if? What if uh, was something like, "Look, you, your guys, your hands are pretty full here," and you know, instead maybe- of carting us around all the time, maybe we could take yep. this. Um, save us both some time so we don't have to go back to our agency. And we'll make your persuade up. check and, and see how. I mean, oh, as he sees you come up, hold on a second. He sees you come up and he says, What can I do for you, agency? 59 under 62, baby. So give me a dialogue. So uh, he's like, You know, we really appreciate the time here. We, uh, we'd we like to go uh, try to find this other person. Can we work with what, what other person are you talking about? Uh, speaking of Mr. James, he's identified another individual that we want to go speak to. Um, he reaches in we... his pocket. He starts thumbing through his nose. What other person are you talking about? I, I don't have anything. Are mm-hmm. you agents holding out? Did you oh. hear about this? Uh, this right now. Psych- I heard about it right now. Yeah, exactly. We want to go talk to the individual. 
What individual are you talking about? Does though? he have it in his notes about the psychic? No. Did you? Did you mm -hmm. No, he doesn't have anything in there. He's he's still trying to piece it together on his end, because uh, basically the husband had had shut down and wasn't responding to the two officers. He didn't respond until you two sat down by yourselves with him and then kind of brought him back around. But he doesn't know anything about this this other individual. Damn, I think I've said too much now. So I'm like now I want to backtrack, but I feel like I've painted myself into a corner. Yeah, he's like, I don't, Fuck. What, what, what are you talking about this this other individual? Do you know who did this? No, that's what we're trying to find out. That's okay. Try, try to keep up here, please. And um, Ramirez <laughs> is like, we need to get a vehicle so that we can go talk to someone. Is that something we can talk to you about? Is that well, what? sure, you could talk to me about it, but I mean, all right. Well, there's going to be some. Just reach be... into your pocket and give me the keys. Well, I don't we'll think yeah. that. I'm sorry, I forgot what it was like to be born last night. Um, what we're going to have to do is you're going to have to follow me back to the precinct. You're going to have to requisition a car. And right, then you're going to take so. one of my boys with you. If not, mm -hmm. take me with you. You think I'm going to let you run down a lead on your own? A lead I haven't been made privy to? And I'm running this thing? Who the who do you feds think you are? You come in here roughshodding all over the place, pissing on everybody's turf? Well, shit. Mama, I get my boys to give you some beads to hang around your neck, too. Okay, calm down. We don't no. need to threaten anybody. Okay, I'm just that's saying fine. that mm -hmm. you came in here. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I extended my, my courtesy, my professional courtesy, and now you're withholding information? When were you going to tell me about this other individual? This 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 perk that you that you thought might have been doing this. don't want to waste this. anybody's time if it's nothing. Do you want me to tell you everything? You want me to well, make sure to tell Miss James shit? that we don't want to yeah. waste anybody's time. Mm -hmm. We'll just glue her head back on. <laughs> well, we find it, right? All right, we're we're going in circles here. Okay, thank. Okay. I think we're done here. I got to take a call. Excuse me. And he just pulls a Heisenberg. <laughs> he looks at you, Rice, and he's like, "Is your buddy always on the meds like that?" Uh, he's just he hasn't had much sleep, so. You know, we, we got pulled down here um, unexpectedly. He hasn't really slept much. So I, I would say, you know, if cut us a little slack, if there's anything you could could uh, do to just get us a car so that we could go and, and uh, you know, go go meet with, with our agency, we have some equipment that we need to get. Very good. Louis? Yours was he much calls better. over. He calls over one of the, the officers. Give me the keys to your squad, please. Because it, he says, Agent, you two be careful out there, all right? And keep me in the loop. You call me within the hour, and then I want to see you back at the bullpen. I got to go over some of this stuff. Like I said, I don't want to repeat myself to you and the other, your other boys, please. Yeah, absolutely. What time? What time do you need us back at the, uh, at the bullpen precinct? Within an hour, I within just said an hour. That. Okay. Uh, what time is it now? It's it's probably about three fifteen right now. Yeah, and uh, can you give us the address, please? To the to the to precinct. The, to the precinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just so oh. that uh, we know Google where to maps. go. Maps. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's uh, uh, one eight zero one. Reese's Avenue. Like Reese's. a monkey. 
Like the peanut butter cups? Like the peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought she was like a Reese's monkey. <laughs> Put me on One. the spot there. I don't wrap myself letters. One, two, okay. eight, four. Uh, Lieutenant, thank you. We we appreciate uh, the courtesy. Um, we, we don't want to get in your way here, but thank so you. You should drive and let your friend get some sleep. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Thank you. I, I'll take the keys at this point. Uh, Maybe he's car, hangry. Cars over there? Hangry. Okay. Maybe he needs some Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cups. Yeah, it's a squad number 72 right over there. Just take right. it. Thank you. And I reach out, extend my hand, shake his hand, and thank him again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I, he walks uh, over to the officer that he uh, he got the keys from as you guys moved to the squad card. He starts talking with him. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they start bullshitting and they both kind of look at you and blah, 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 blah. Keep on going back and forth, back and forth. As we leave, Rice, you should just do like a sick burnout and just like <laughs> like rooster tail up. Like, fuck whoa, you. Whoa. Got your car, son. No, you need to. <laughs> Ramirez is like middle finger right out the back. You need to lay off the Red Bulls and the cigarettes there, Ramirez. (laughs) Sorry, man. For the record, I did make that persuasion check. I just said the wrong shit. And for the record, that's why I didn't have him do anything else, but I gave him the keys. Yeah. Because technically you made the persuasion roll. Now, that doesn't, that just means you made yeah, it just means you made the roll. It doesn't always mean that it would succeed. It's like, ah, I'm going to try to catch the bullet in my teeth. Let me roll for that. Ah, I rolled under. Well, okay. It well, until Chris out. came in, I was going to get on the phone and be like, yeah, this local lieutenant's really being a blah, blah. And like, basically make <laughs> it like just, I was threatening his career. <laughs> Watching yeah. you just start going off on this dude is just, I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, he's going crazy. I, like, I don't know if you've ever listened to the victim of the art run through. Mm-mm. Anyways, when Tony would try to, when he would start getting into it with like local law enforcement, he would just start badgering like the officers. Yeah, because that's how Tony. Yeah, yeah. he's a lawyer. You know, so he's he's used to going back and forth. It's just Sam would just be laughing at the table when you go back and forth. (laughs) And you're over here sweating bullets. Yeah. (laughs) So okay, so you guys are uh, in the car. Yeah, we're headed to Big Boy. First Dunkin' Donuts, a nice large and a manager special no more so you guys coffee start heading Damn, west okay. taking yourselves <laughs> away from the districts off the 10 and okay. we will pick up next session Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so 
check us out. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.